Hello, thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Pastor Farina. Hi, this is Danielle Hudson. We're thankful that you're joining us again as we journey through the book of Proverbs in our study on authentic wisdom. This week we are in Proverbs 15, verses 12 and 13. Almost halfway. Yeah. Through the crazy. book. It's been an interesting journey. Thank you for coming along with us. Yeah. So verse 12 says, A scoffer does not like to be reproved. He will not go to the wise. And verse 13, a glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. Yeah, this is an interesting proverb and bit of wisdom for us. We see the contrast. It's funny how it seems like we always Mm -hmm. have contrasts. And I think we learn in contrast Mm -hmm. what something is, what something's not, or having opposites or similar things will help us to gain wisdom in life. So contrasts are good that way. So here we have the contrast between the scoffer and a glad heart person. Mm -hmm. So here we have two different kinds of people or personalities that we have. A scoffer in verse 12 and then a glad heart in verse 13. So a scoffer, um, immediately to me, I think of a person who is a mocker or a critic, a cynic, uh, maybe someone who's always negative. And I think there is a little bit, the word scoffer gives a little bit of a twist toward the spiritual arena, since it's the, the Bible and the Word of God that we're talking about, that scoffer would tend to fit more in the realm with, especially toward God and spiritual things. There are people who are critics about mm-hmm. a lot of general things in life, but a scoffer is one I think that it leans toward their, one of their main emphasis of being negative is toward God and spiritual things. Mm-hmm. It's good. Scoffer is one who mocks, speaks with contempt, ridicules, and in the Greek it means even to throw. Um, and I and I don't want to like. It, so I think it's easy if we're Christians to sort of be like, "Well, that's not me," um, or but, "That's so and so." It's easy exactly. to identify other people and say, "Boy, I I, I, I know a few scoffers right. in my life." We all have that potential, right? And we all can, and we all scoff at things. We're all critical of things. Yeah. So the point is, is that. How are we going to live our life? Mm-hmm. And are we going to hang around those kinds of people? Are we going to be that kind of right. person? And if we learn to find balance, even in something yeah. like being a scoffer, we could find balance. There are some things we should scoff at. There are some things we should be mm-hmm. negative toward. Mm-hmm. However, we don't want to build up a critical spirit right. and hang around people with critical spirit. Yeah, and I think as we're reading this verse and contemplating it examine our own hearts how do we respond if someone comes to you and says you know that really upset me what you did or your boss says you know you didn't do this thing right do we throw like the greek word for scoffer do we throw that away um or are we willing to receive correction and and i think that shows us a lot like it's okay it's okay if someone points out something that we an area we need to grow our our identity isn't in what we do so just examine your heart think pay attention this week if someone comes to you with correction and and see how we receive that yeah and then in terms of spiritual things when we immediately hear a preacher 
share a message or we read a scripture or someone tells us something about God or tells us about their testimony or their story of how they came to faith, do we immediately dismiss it or throw it off? Right. Or are we at least open right. to say, how does this maybe apply to my life? And maybe I can't identify with everything and maybe not, I, I don't agree with everything. However, there can be some truth in there that can be helpful. Don't be so quick. Mm -hmm. to discard spiritual things or even other things that could be good in life. Let's at least maintain an open heart. So uh, that would be the opposite, having an open heart toward God and other things. Mm -hmm. That's good. And he, So the scoffer here, it says he doesn't go to the wise. And I think it's partly because the wise person will give counsel and will speak things that are true. And he, he or she doesn't want to be told our faults. None of us enjoy that, but we can take it as an opportunity to grow. And this also, I tend to think of the opposite of what would be wise here. And it's having people in our lives that can correct us. Like I have a friend who I've said to her, you know, I don't, you don't have to wait for me to ask to give me advice. If you see something, she's a little bit just like a few steps ahead of me with like parenting. I said, if you see something that I'm doing, if you see choices that I'm making that, that you've learned, like you don't have to have my permission, blanket permission to say, Hey, you know, this is like some, some issues I possibly see, or this is a way you could serve the Lord with more wisdom. And, and then even like, uh, with my husband, we have internet filters. We get weekly emails from, you know, this is what your husband looked at online. And not because either one of us have problems, but just like no human is above sin or temptation. And so these are ways that we can have accountability and correction. I think that lead to wisdom. You know, I just thought of, and I remember learning a lesson studying the life of David, that we all need three things in life. We all need a coach. Mm -hmm. We all need a confidant. Mm -hmm. And we all need a confronter. Mm -hmm. And... David had a coach um, in, mm -hmm. in, in his life where uh, Samuel and, and Saul, and he learned from those that were ahead of him and could teach him, as you mentioned, with your friend. And I had my father and my uncle and other pastors that I respected that were coaches in my life that were ahead of me mm -hmm. that, that could guide me on certain things. And then we all need confidants. Mm -hmm. We need that close friend. We need someone that we can confide in, that we can share our heart with, not going to judge us, not right. going to criticize us, not going to complain. We, we have to have that confidant that mm -hmm. we can, and David had that in Jonathan. Yeah. And we need to have that. And then the third thing is we, we also need a confronter in our life. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we got to be careful, and we don't want to hang around critics, and, and right. some people are just negative to be negative. But we need someone in our life that can speak into our life. Mm -hmm. And David had that with Nathan, the prophet. Mm -hmm. The prophet came to him that one day and yeah. said, you are that man, mm -hmm. when he told the story about the adulterous affair. Yeah. And he said, you are that man. And he confronted him in love mm -hmm. and in the spirit of God. And it, and it was important. So we all need those three things. So when we talk about scoffers, that's a different realm, though. Right. That's someone, as you right. said, that can't take correction and doesn't take counsel. That's right. what verse 12 shows us. And maybe that's a good way to test ourselves. Mm -hmm. How are we with correction? Yeah. And how are we with counsel? Yeah. What level? Now, we're, we're all going to be 50-50, I think, in balance. There's going to be times when we won't and we will. But if we, if we tend to lean toward on the lower scale mm -hmm. of where we never can take correction, we get defensive, we get offended, we pull back, mm -hmm. we withdraw, or we never look for counsel or take counsel well, 
that might be an indication that maybe our heart and spirit, we need God to help us right. change that. Now, look, don't give up on that. Just allow God to work in our heart. He can change us right. from a scoffer to then verse 13, a glad heart. Yeah, exactly. I love that, a glad heart. Mm-hmm. And it, it says, a glad heart makes a cheerful face. Mm-hmm. How many? There's something special about seeing people who have cheerful face. You yeah. want to hang around people with a cheerful face. And with a glad heart. Those are the kind of people we're attracted to we want. And that's what we should want for our life. We don't want to be around scoffers. We don't want to be a scoffer. We want to be around people with a cheerful face and a glad heart. And we want to be people with a cheerful face and a glad heart. And, you know, we can tell a person by their face, their countenance, Mm -hmm. which they are. Mm -hmm. And some days we all have bad days and our countenance is not good. But for the most part, we know by our face, it gives us away, so to speak, as to as to where we are. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I was looking at this verse, Pastor, and I thought, well, that's great. A glad heart makes a cheerful face. But what if we don't have a glad heart? Like, how can we sort of work ourselves up into a glad heart? And I was thinking about uh, my daughter at the beginning of COVID, maybe, gosh, I think like probably it was three weeks into the pandemic when things were like real hard and like it was just like, you know, you're wiping down your groceries and you can't see anybody. And it's just like super stressful, very isolating. Um, and she was having just a really hard time, like like all of us were. And I encouraged her to to start writing a list of things that she was thankful for. And she so she picked up her pen and she obediently and respectfully wrote down three things and she said it's not working <laughs> and I said I said okay that's that's fair but we've had there's a lot of a lot of very hard heavy things so maybe we need more than three and I said I want to encourage you to write at least 40 and by the end of that 40 her heart had turned glad and she's never forgotten that and I've never forgotten that and then since then whenever that happens she'll get out a list and start writing things she's thankful for and it doesn't mean a glad heart doesn't mean things aren't hard. Of course um, not. But it, I think it means like, so a way if you're struggling, if I'm struggling with having a glad heart, a way that we can work ourselves into that, I think is just by, by being thankful. Gratitude is a wonderful yeah. remedy for a lot of life's ills. Yeah. And I think also we can have the joy of the Lord in the sense that we can choose to look for good, mm-hmm. even in bad. Mm-hmm. And that's not easy to do, but that's what the joy of the Lord is. The joy of the Lord is not jumping up and down and being hysterical all the time and always having a happy face. The joy of the Lord is being able to look through what's going on and all that's happening and find the good or find God Mm -hmm. in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. And that's another way. Gratitude and the joy of the Lord. The Bible tells joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, the merry heart is good like medicine. So those are important things. And boy, we could use more joy and more good medicine in our lives in these times. And what's interesting is if you look at the second part of verse 13, it says, but a sorrowful heart, the spirit is crushed. Mm -hmm. And as I thought about that, in other words, a person that's living without hope will sink into despair. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. Now we're recording this right after Easter, Mm -hmm. resurrection weekend, a big weekend here at, at Bethel and and around the world. And I think about that. And yes, life has its sorrow. And the Bible says it's okay to sorrow. Matter of fact, 1 Thessalonians 4 tells us, sorrow not as those who have no hope. In other words, it's okay to sorrow. God understands we're human and we're going to have a sorrowful heart at times. We're not always going to have a glad heart. 
But the difference between a glad heart and a person who gets through those things and doesn't turn into a scoffer is a person who lives with hope. Mm -hmm. You can still be sorrowful and have hope. Mm -hmm. But if we're living with no hope, we're going to sink into despair, the Proverbs says. So I just want to encourage us that to find our hope in Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and to know that his death, burial, and resurrection helps us to step out of the human side of life into the hopeful side of life because we have to live on the human side, but we can also live on the hopeful side. And even in our bad times, we may not always jump up and down or maybe we'll still have difficulty and we'll still feel those hurts and pains. But even in that, we'll still find good in God and joy and strength to get through it so that he can restore Mm -hmm. our heart back to being glad. Mm -hmm. You see, it's okay not to always have a glad heart and God to restore it back through hope. But if we maintain no hope, we're only going to sink in despair and sink lower. And so God wants us to live with hope. That's good. And I, I just thought of another connection between these two verses, too, because we do want to live in hope. That's what the Lord, he has for us. He has so much hope and so much goodness and so much good news. But maybe if we're struggling with having a glad heart, if we're really just, if we've been weighed down with a sorrowful heart, Maybe then we need to look at the verse above and find some counsel. Have someone, that confidant, that can say to you, well, maybe, is it maybe because you have scheduled your your capacity to 99% and you don't have any time to, to rest or to think? Or are you sitting at the feet of Jesus? Or maybe you just need to talk just to talk. And so I think there's a connection between the two that, that we can... If we are having a hard time discerning why we're having a sorrowful heart or not a glad heart, we can we can get some counsel from a confidant and, and then ask them to help lead us to that hope that Jesus has for us. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And it, it, it's interesting because we can determine whether we're a scoffer if we don't take correction and counsel, but we can also move from being a scoffer to a glad heart if we will be open to counsel and open to correction. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said there, because I know sometimes when I get down and I start feeling like things aren't going the way I want, I used to do that with my dad. No, he's passed. Mm -hmm. And, but I also can do that with my wife. And, and there are times where I'll just say to her, or I used to say to my dad, or I'll say to my wife, you know, be honest with me. Am Mm I, am I not doing something right? Am I, Mm -hmm. am I missing something? Am I not is there a blind spot here yeah. or is there something I need to be aware of? Yeah. You, now, look, I wasn't looking to be complimented or criticized. Right. I was just trying to say, you guys know me the best and mm-hmm. and I know you're not going to say anything to hurt me or, or you're not just going to pat me on the back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are you seeing something maybe that's a little different in me? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm not on my game right now right. or maybe not who I am. And we all have that. Yeah. And it's okay, and you need that person. And that honesty of taking correction and some counsel Mm -hmm. can then shift us to get back to a glad heart. But for the most heart, most time, we can have a glad heart. Mm 
just in enjoying the things of God and, and being who God wants us to be. I know we got to wrap it up, but yeah. this has been an interesting thing. And you know what, if, if we're finding we're getting too critical and, you know, coming off the two years that we've had with this pandemic and all that's going on in the craziness of our world and Mary. all that's going on, you know what, it's easy to become a cynic and a critic. And look, I, I, I mentioned even in church, I like to throw things at my television sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, I, I, I'm, I don't know if you're like me, I scream at my television. And, and my wife says, you know, they can't hear you. Uh, but I get, I, I get it. We all get really upset and, and life can be really, and we have been through a lot. And I, I think maybe it's time to just catch our breath and realize, you know what? It's time to move forward. Step into the hopeful side of life. Let's ask God to change our heart to be a glad heart. Fill us with the joy of the Lord. Just tap into the hope of the resurrection in Jesus. And let's take steps forward and let's move on in the victory that God has. Let's pray. That's good. Lord, we thank you that you are good and you are God and you are the one who loves us with an everlasting love. I thank you that you have given us just so much hope and so much good thank news. You, and I pray that you will help us to remember that. And if we are having a hard time remembering that, I pray that you will help us to know who we can go to as a confident, as wise counsel, someone that will speak truth with us to us with the love of God. And I pray that our hearts will be encouraged today as we remember that you gave your son for us, that you've created us, that you love us, that you have made this day for us and that your joy can be our strength. Help us to really count how many things we do have to be thankful for so that we can have a glad heart. And then and then teach us what it means to walk in humility so that we can receive counsel and that that counsel will, will help us to become more like you, our Lord and our Savior. Thank you for this day. We pray blessing and protection on each person listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.